1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. Okay, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Okay, so many times when we hear the gospel of grace, and if you start listening to the doubts of people, you'll usually find that they refer to a doubt in the because they uh, sometimes tend to easily understand that, you know, the Old Testament is different from the New Testament and there's a difference in covenant. But then most of these doubts they ask is from this letter of 1 John, because in 1 John, everywhere you see it talks about sin, everywhere you see it talks about darkness, everywhere you see it talks about unbelief. So people usually ask this question, what about darkness it mentions here? What about people who continue sinning? They take all the scriptures for, from 1 John and they keep asking us. So now in 1 John chapter 1, it talks about believing in the Son, who is Jesus Christ. In 1 John chapter 2, it talks about the light and how light is differentiated from darkness and how that those who are in the light need to practice walking in the light. In 1 John chapter 3, here it says, the first verse says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. See, there are two words here. One is behold and the other one is bestow. Now, behold means to see, okay, or it's to see with focus and bestow is to, uh, it means to be, that was shown. So, by, uh, he's reminding us and he's saying, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. See, the solution for all the sin, the solution for all the wickedness, the solution for all the evil, the solution for all the addictions is because man's heart has a disease. And this disease is not HIV. This disease is not cancer. This disease is not uh, COVID-19. This disease is not uh, some kind of flu, Ebola or some kind of flu. The disease that man's heart has is that man's heart tends to behave like an orphan. Okay. So from the time Adam fell, every man experiences a disconnect with God. And because they experience a disconnect with God, that orphanism or that orphan spirit tends to, you know, uh, manipulate, tends to make man work in a way that is contrary to God's way or God's will or God's plan for his life. So here in 1 John, you see, it says, uh, everywhere it talks about sin, it says, Little children, little children, little children. Why? Because it is the little children in Christ. Okay. Only those who are little children in Christ will keep debating about sin. Because Hebrews clearly says, Jesus has settled the issue of sin. And only if you understand this, you can mature in God. So who are the people always talking about sin, 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 darkness, darkness, darkness? Or who are the people living in a continuous addiction that is actually becoming a speed breaker for their spiritual growth? are the little children, are the little children in Christ, those who are not willing to mature. And every time it talks to little children, it says, hey, little children, this is about sin. You have an advocate with the father who is Jesus Christ. So it clearly says that children's relationship with the father is not broken because of sin. But the child, the little child, to experience something greater, to experience something glorious, to experience his inheritance needs to mature. And he cannot mature 
unless he has embraced the savior unless he has embraced the lord unless he has embraced jesus as his advocate because jesus is the one who only not only talks you out of sin and uh, helps you understand that you are dead to sin but jesus is the one who talks you into experiencing god's fullness the benefit of your righteousness the benefit of your redemption he is the one who leads the way for you to experience the fullness of inheritance so after discussing so many issues here in 1 john chapter 3 the bible gives a solution for the sons of god and the solution for the sons of god to be transformed we've been talking about how adam went from uh, you know from uh, living a life in god's pleasure from living in the cool of the day he went to a life of toiling a life of struggle a life where he became a khun pasina ek karke wo kaam kar raha tha he went to a life like that then we also talked about a transformation that jesus brings how jesus in an instant turns the water into wine when we understand the concept of marriage or union now here it's saying if you want to experience transformation if you want to become the mature son of god if you want to become a son of god who is receiving his inheritance then the process for transformation is very simple the process for transformation is that you behold the manner of love god has for you now many people say yes pastor i know the love of god yeah you know about the love of god you do not know the love of god you know god loves you but you have not intimately experienced you have not intimately encountered the love of god why because when you encounter see somebody touches a current wire does he remain the same no why he gets a shock in the same way when you when you know about the current you don't get the shock when you know about the electricity wire you don't get a shock it is when you touch the electricity wire you get the shock in the same way you don't get transformed knowing that god loves you you don't get transformed knowing that john 3:16 says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life that is not the way you get transformed the way you get transformed is when you actually feel this love the way you get transformed is actually when you embrace this love the way you get transformed is actually when you encounter this love and what we see today is that there's a greater revelation in the body of christ but there is, compared to the revelation there is no transformation in the body of christ listen to me carefully we are growing very high in revelation but we are not growing high in transformation the reason we are not growing higher in transformation compared to the revelation that we have is because we have everything around us that distracts us from beholding god's love we ask anyone you rebuke anyone about their prayer life you rebuke anyone about their meditation the first thing they come and tell you is oh i heard your sermon i know the scripture see they know the scripture they are not encountered that scripture they have not encountered that incorruptible seed they have not encountered the frequency of love why because you cannot remain the same once you encounter the love of the father and bible says behold what manner of love what manner okay he is asking us to behold the manner what is that manner you know his love was lavish his love was generous his love was an outpouring love when he when he wanted to redeem us he himself became through his son jesus and bible says when jesus was nailing our sin in was nailing our sin on the cross when jesus was putting to death our sin in his body where was the father the father was in jesus 
So that means that kind of love, wherein he came down to an extent to take away something from you so that he could give something to you. What is that he gave you? He gave you a right standing with himself. He gave you a seamless union with himself. He, he gave you an unbreakable connection with himself. And Bible says, can you behold this manner of love? Why? When you behold this manner of love that was bestowed upon you, that was given to you freely, in which you were accepted, that, that called you out and said, you are my beloved. When you behold this manner of love, you will be transformed into being a mature son of God. So, you know, my friend, having great revelation, awesome. You know, once I, I know how the gifting of God works. Once God starts pouring revelation into you, you open any scripture, then, you know, your spiritual senses get wired and then you can shoot from here to there, here to there. And, you know, revelation flows to you. Having great revelation is good. But you might have great revelation and you can die as a mortal man. Why? Because that revelation did not lead to transformation. And why the revelation will not lead to transformation is because you do not behold God in the light of that revelation. So every distraction, actually what it is doing for you is it is cutting away your life of intimate union with God, because when your life of intimate union is cut off with God, that is when you get trapped in a cycle of death. And if you can remain in intimate union with God, then death cannot touch you. We read of Enoch in the Old Testament. He was the seventh, okay? And what we read of Enoch is that Enoch walked, sorry, the general translation, the KJV says, Enoch walked with God and he was not. If you read the original, it says Enoch walked and talked with God. Enoch talked and walked with God. Okay. So the most important thing is not that you walk, is that you talk as you walk and you walk as you talk. This is where the transformation happens. So if Enoch living in the Old Testament, living under the Old Covenant, if Enoch could actually escape death because of his intimate union with God, Imagine how much you and me can escape death or put death under our feet, put death under the feet of the church because we realize what the Savior has done. The Savior has not only saved us from sin, the Savior has saved us from death. The Savior has not only taken our sin in his body and punished our sin unto death in his body, the Savior, who is Jesus, who in the fullness of God's grace to us, he, by the grace of God, tasted death for us. That means what? A man can behold love, the love of God to an extent where death cannot touch him. A man can behold the love of God to an extent where death fears to come near that man. You know, Jesus was son of Joseph. If you speak carnally, if you speak in the earthly realms, Jesus was son of Joseph. Who was Joseph? A carpenter. What do you expect a carpenter's son to become in those days. You expect a carpenter's son to become a carpenter. Just like, you know, just taking for an example, okay? Marwadis are very good in business. A certain sector of Marwadis only are into pawnbroking and gold business. What do they do? Okay, my brothers from Mumbai are laughing. Good, <laughs> they are understanding. Okay, what do they do? Okay, they have all this gold, they have all this asset, they have all these shops, and then 
they train their son if required in the young age they beat the son why because they understand the power of the money that is compounding with them they understand the power of the assets that are there with them that gold they understand the power of the clients that they have been keeping from years and years and years and it is their heart's desire that the inheritance goes into the son but it is also their heart's desire that the son learns that the son matures to handle the inheritance properly before they can pass the complete ownership of the shop to their son right so that is what it is now jesus being a carpenter son what would you think joseph was expecting okay joseph was expecting mary was expecting that before jesus stepped into ministry or before jesus did some chamatkar what would jesus do they were expecting that jesus would probably do something into carpentry and make the name great that was what they were expecting so one time jesus vanished and when jesus vanished mary found him in the temple and jesus says don't you know that i must be about my father's business now listen to me many times we think the father's business is ministry okay the father's business is not ministry though those who are completely set apart and dedicated to it we use a term called ministry for us to officially uh, know them and for us also to understand who they are but what is the father's business you know jesus was always about the father's business what is the father's business for god so loved the world that he gave the father's business is a business of love he came on a mission of love that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life the statement the mission statement of jesus love is that men should not perish but have everlasting love the mission statement of jesus love is that men should not experience destruction and decay but men should experience the power of the holy spirit the mission statement of jesus love is that men will experience life they will experience healing they will experience divine wholeness they will experience a life that is uh, the they will experience the benefits of the redeemed life so the business of the father okay listen to me the business of the father he didn't say i am all about my god's business elijah was about his god's business so he was always trying to prove that this is the only god he is the living god okay jesus was not about god's business jesus said i am all about my father's business and what is the father's business the father's business is to receive love and is to give it away the father's business is to receive love and you give it away when you receive love you receive wholeness you receive life in your soul you receive life in your body and when you give it away to somebody else it looks like deliverance to them it looks like divine healing to them it looks like signs and wonders to them it looks like a manifestation of god's power to them that is why love that is devoid of power it might be love that is earthly but it is not from the father that is why sometimes it's so funny that you know christians will compromise and you know uh we will spend all the time we have with our friends and relatives but we will not have time to receive the love of the father so we can give away true love because true love is filled with power true love delivers people true love heals people true love also comforts people but that comfort is not limited to a human counseling that comfort is not limited to a human answer that comfort is a com- is a love is a frequency that baptizes people in the fire of the holy spirit so what is the father's business all about the father's business is all about receiving the love as you receive the love 
your life is transformed from being that of a normal water to that being of a precious wine to that being of a royal wine to that being of a tasty wine to that being of a wine which is great in value and then when you receive this love you also overflow with this love and as you overflow with this love people around you experience the love of god they experience the power of god they experience the life of god now we live in a very sophisticated society we live in a world that is advancing day by day and one of the greatest challenges is we also don't recognize by which motivation are we living our life okay so many people they are motivated by their job they are motivated by the financial goals they are motivated by their success in this world they are motivated by having to carry a good name in the society are you married in the right age now do you have children how many years over where are your children studying in which school what is the progress with your children see we are motivated by the wrong things those things are not wrong god always wants us to have the best but if that is our motivation for seeking god when will we actually behold his love to be transformed but when we behold his love to be transformed everything that the gentiles are seeking for will actually start following us and many christians don't understand this that is the reason they cannot cannot worship god without an agenda they always need to have an agenda to worship god at the end of the 5 hours 5 uh, sorry they don't worship for 5 hours at the end of the 5 minutes or the 10 minutes of the worship song at the end of 10 minutes of clapping their hands for praise they have a prayer request and they think that this is the butter that goes before the bread because this butter will come on the bread and it will taste good to god but you know god is not interested in that kind of praise and worship that we offer with an agenda behind it so that the prayer request will pass through easily what god is genuinely interested is in pouring out his love is in pouring out the energy of his love is in pouring out the frequency of his love to an extent wherein our heart doesn't find its identity with the things of this world god surely wants us to be you wants you to be on the top of this world he wants you to be the head and not the tail he wants you to be the lender and not the borrower he wants you to live in divine life he wants you to have divine health he wants you to be the best of you in every field that you are but the way that is going to happen is not when you become orphan and insecure and try to pursue these things and you try to use the name of jesus as a magic tantra as a magic mantra to be able to receive from god the answers to your prayers no 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 that's not the way it happens the way it happens is when you realize i have the greatest gift and the greatest gift that i have is that i can call this almighty el shaddai adonai god i can call this god whom they call the god of abraham isaac and jacob i can call this god who created the entire cosmos in 6 days i can call this god who is beyond time and space i can call this god who is beyond time space and matter i can call this god any time and i have intimate communion with him understanding that when i have intimate communion with him i become a foolish person in the eyes of this world but then god's foolishness is greater than man's wisdom and because god's foolishness is greater than man's wisdom he uses those very three things time space and matter to turn around everything that is happening evil in my life to turn around everything that is not happening favorable in my life he turns it around for my good this is the deception my friend you know i know it's a father's day message nobody likes to hear a rebuking message but then you know this is the deception today that is there in the world 
the creation is waiting for the manifested sons of god and uh, we christians are very faithful at our office we are very faithful to our job we are very faithful to our salary we are very faithful to mammon we are very faithful to our friends relatives cousins and everyone but what about being faithful to the love that god has given us what about being faithful to the acceptance that we have received what about using this identity what about using this opportunity that we have received to be called the sons of god and using this opportunity to transform ourselves into the manifested sons of god that is the reason my friend we are very punctual with everything that uh, that does not concern god especially we are very punctual with everything that concerns money but when it comes to the things of god when it comes to abiding in the secret place when it comes to living in a consciousness where we know that he is in us that he is working through us we are very slack let me tell you uh, this story in close you know jacob jacob he had a good father okay but jacob wanted the blessing esau he had a good father morally jacob was immoral guy morally esau was a moral guy okay but esau gave away his birthright for a bowl of soup jacob being a cheater he planned it very well he received the blessing of the father now Jacob has two encounters in his life. In first encounter, he sees the heavens open, the angels of God ascending and descending, just like how Jesus explained in the prophecy to Nathaniel, where he said, "You will see angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man." That was the first encounter. Now Jacob went, and his father-in-law Laban tried to cheat him. No matter how many times the father-in-law tried to cheat Jacob, Jacob was still blessed. and jacob when he is returning he knows that his uh, his elder brother might kill him he sends everyone in the front and one night he sleeps on a stone a pillow and then he starts fighting with god if it's a, whether it's a dream or a vision listen to this jacob he first experienced a good god he first experienced a god who turned the curse into a blessing he first experienced a god who turned the failure into success he first experienced a god who turned his cheaters into people who actually blessed him he first experienced a god like that and he knew that his first encounter with god is about a open heaven where angels are ascending and descending but in the second encounter my friend he says i will not let you go unless you bless me now my question to you my friend what was that blessing jacob was asking for what was that blessing jacob was asking for can i tell you my friend in his first encounter the identity of open heaven was revealed to jacob but in his second encounter jacob held on to that identity and asked god for an encounter and he said till you bless me means what he wanted to be blessed personally by god and this time the blessing meant a complete transformation and his name was changed from jacob to israel he was no longer under god's visitation now he wanted he was a living habitation of god and many of us we hear such great sermons about identity but this is a challenge we do not actually behold what has been bestowed upon us because we do not behold what has been bestowed upon us we are people who know about electricity we are people who know about what electricity has done but we have never experienced electricity 
that is the same way just like that we have never experienced made it tangible made it an experiential encounter to us where the love of god has transformed us into being a transformed being who ignore who doesn't go behind the things of the world but who attracts the things of the world who is not under the fear of living in lack but who is under the fear of god whatever you fear you will attract job said what i feared has come upon me and can i tell you my friend if you fear god who should come upon you god should come upon you so when god comes upon you what will happen everything that god created shall follow you his mercy and his goodness shall follow you but if you fear that you will be in lack of good health if you fear that you will be in lack of life if you fear that you will be in lack of finances if you fear that you will be in lack of so and so thing the reason you are fearing is because you do are not full of god's love and the reason you are not full of god's love is not because it has not been revealed to you but the truth is you have distracted yourself from staying put in the secret place till a point and a degree where the love of god where the ten where the love of god becomes tangible for to you wherein the love of god becomes an intimate experienced encounter for you wherever you are my friend all i can tell you is right now as we are going to pray we are going to take 2 3 minutes to pray i just want you to put both your hands in front of you okay and the reason i want you to put your hands like this just like you are receiving is because this love of god you cannot manipulate it to touch you you cannot manipulate it to bless you and even though you feel that you done things spiritual tricks in the past that have caused god to bless you he knew your heart he knew your trickery he knew your manipulation but still because he is a loving father because he is a good father he went ahead and blessed you it was not your smartness it was not your cunningness it was not your great planning that caused you to be blessed my friend it was his mercy it was his grace it was his goodness that caused you to be blessed my friend and the reason why i shared so much is because today the entire creation is wait groaning for the manifestation of the sons of god but the sons of god who have revelation have left the secret place they have left the place of encounter they are just satisfied drinking a sip they are just satisfied having a small morsel of god's love and then you know when whatever things of this world are whether it's a job whether it's a, a technology whether it's things that are digital we binge on it 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 so much that we lose awareness that we lose sensitivity that we lose the consciousness of god's love for us and god is saying i call you my beloved god is saying i call you my beloved god is saying i call you my beloved if you understood that one my friend behold bestowed beloved behold hold on to his love because his love will never leave you but you can leave the hold of his love you can leave seeing his love his love is always there he's holding you he never leaves you but you can stop seeing his love for you bestowed he's already done it he will not do it he's already done it he's, he he will not do it he doesn't need to prove his love he's already proved his love for you and the last word is beloved be loved means what he's ever ready waiting to love on you but it is you who needs to ensure that i am going to be loved just like when you do not take a haircut for a long time just like when you do not visit the parlor for certain services for a long time just like when you have not done facial for a long time how you behave you behave with a longing that you might end up in that place and then you might be refreshed rejuvenated like that god says 
you are my beloved he says you have run dry on my love he said you have run low on my life and he says come to me and he says wait be still in my presence and he says receive of me he says receive of me receive of me new love receive of me the energy of love receive of me the frequency of love receive of me my love generously receive of me my love lavishly receive of me my love till it overflows in you he says receive of my love till every past place in your heart till every dry land in your heart till every abused area of your life till every wounded area of your life till every egoistic area of your life till every area of your life where you have fallen or you are addicted he says receive my love till the shock of my love transforms you till the shock of my love shifts you from death to life till the shock of my love raises you far above principality power dominion and authority till the frequency of my love changes your body changes your soul into being glorified and experiencing me intimately in your soul and your body where you know that where you not only know that i am one with you but you experience me being one with you you feel me more than the air that you breathe you feel me more than the water that you drink you feel me more than the skin on your flesh you feel me and you know that i am in you and that i am working through you that is the love that god wants to bestow upon you my friend as you spend time in a secret place today as you spend time in prayer today i bless you with the love of god i bless you with rivers of living water i bless you that from your innermost beings the love the frequency of god will overflow will transform will change you and will cause you to be on fire for him i bless you in jesus name i pray amen